This podcast is brought to you by Reach Innovations. For more information, go online to reachinnovations.com. Welcome to The Conversation, where we talk about life, family, and ministry, and how we can apply what we learn to our everyday lives so we can be our best selves every day. Monday. Hey, and we were happy to have with us, we were very honored to have with us, Chris and Dana Schwedahl. 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 He pronounced it right. I've been working on that last name. For the record, we need to hear it from Chris. How do you say it? Actually, in German, it's pronounced Zvitala. (laughs) And I always reply, God bless you. (laughs) Right. But the American pronunciation is Schwedahl. Right when you thought you had it figured out. Glory to Christ God. I got that right. <laughs> and then he married a sweet little southern thing who she she says she is sweet to I'm all. I'm sweet to all. Sweet all. Sweet all. Sweet to all. <laughs> and that's actually how I remembered it. Is it really? It said that. Yes, People exactly. remember it that way. That really helped me. So thank you. Um, and so... Okay, so we want to introduce them to you guys. Um, I, there's a lot of people that know um, Dana and Chris, um, but Dana runs a, she became director of an organization called Loving Choices, and I'm going to let her explain what that organization does, and we're going to ask some questions about that too. But we also are honored to have her husband, Chris, here because um, he he does some really interesting things in the business world, but then also what he does in support of Dana and the organization is pretty remarkable. And so we're going to, we're going to ask him some questions. We're not going to ask too hard of questions. Okay, good. We, we, we hope not. <laughs> we hope not, but we do want to deal with some things okay. tonight. Um, but first of all, why don't you explain what Loving Choices is? And cause I think you can probably do the synopsis a lot better than I can. <laughs> Loving Choices is a pregnancy resource center. We help girls that are in crisis, whether it be an unplanned pregnancy or an STD or things that are going on in their lives. But we don't just support them in saying, you have a positive test, you're pregnant, good luck. Um, We actually support them through a mentorship program. They come Mm -hmm. into our care program and they will stay with us until baby is born and nine months old. They'll meet with the same mentor and they'll get to learn how to be a parent and just have the support because a lot of girls don't choose life because they don't have support. So we're there to be a support for them. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Chris, tell us what, tell us what you do. Well, currently I'm in the supplier community for Walmart. I work for Rawlings, uh, which is a baseball company. So um, yeah. I'm an account manager um, for Walmart uh, and all of our baseball uh, supplies that we have, products that we have in the stores. But you've been in the business world for how long? Uh, 25 years. Yeah, so you've seen a lot of things come and go, but you've yes. been, you've been in, on the Christian side of things for how long? On the Christian side of things. Mm, God's way of doing business. Um, I would say probably the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. So mm-hmm. that's that's, cool. we, need, we need Christians in every, every area of life. Yeah. So we're going to be touching on that too. But Dana, I had a question for you and you can just share in part or you can just share everything, but what, what drew you to the pro life, um, business, um, just, just ministry. Okay. 
When I was a senior in high school, I had a friend that I had grown up. When you go in a small town, I'm from Alabama, you go from I couldn't tell. <laughs> I know, you can't tell. <laughs> you, go from Alab- you go from kindergarten to 12th grade, usually with the same kids. So I had a friend that I had known since kindergarten. And our senior year, she became pregnant. I had heard through the grapevine. And she became very withdrawn. And I knew God said, you need to go talk to her. You need to be a friend to her. And I didn't know what to say. Hmm. I'd never dealt with that before. I withdrew and I never said a word to her. But I watched this girl who was salutatorian of the school end up failing out of school, trying to kill herself. Hmm. Um, And I just watched her life crumble. And I told God then, I will never make that mistake again. And I will become a part of the pro-life movement. I didn't know it was going to be so many years later. Um, Life happened and Mm -hmm. some things happened. But uh, probably seven years ago, I was doing a Colgate audit and God said, it's time. That's all he said, and I knew what he meant. And so I went into the pro-life movement. So you, oh. you, you laid down your business. Yes. Um, how, how many years were you in business? Well, I had only been in business. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for years. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'd only been in business for probably five years. Mm-hmm. But I'd become a trainer, and so God used that. Um, also, it gave he me the always talent. does. He just he connects all the dots, and we won't yeah, see the beautiful tapestry until we get to heaven of our lives. That oh, he had me doing this. I didn't know why I was doing this for two years, but he had me doing this. But that taught me how to do this, which taught me how to exactly. do that, which connected me to this person, which connected me to that. And it's just a beautiful thing how God does things. Now you guys have um, been partners in this and you've watched your wife, you know, get involved in this organization and tell us from your perspective, Chris, what, um, what kind of adjustments you've had to make since your wife stepped into that and, and how you've found that it's the, the best way that you can support her. Really the best way I can support her is just listen because it's, it's a 24 seven job and she comes home with it. And, you know, sometimes there's victories and sometimes there's, you know, defeats. And um, you just have to be there and, and you know, support her and, and love her in that way because it, it, you know, it never stops. Well, tell us some of your testimony if, if you want to. Or you, can, you, you can deny anything. <laughs> but, um, but um, you know, just tell us some of the testimony of coming from a two-income family to where you are today. And what that looked like, because that, that's a testimony of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Well, it it, it it it's all due to God. Um, that I remember, we were both in the supplier community. She was a trainer for a company, um, and work you know working in Walmart stores, and um, you know I I was working for another supplier, and I remember her coming home and saying, you know, God spoke to me today. I said, Oh, really? I said, what did he say? Hmm. And she said, he said, it's time. I was like, okay, time for what? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so then we had the long talk about, you know, what, what she just shared. And, you know, at the, you know, at the time I was like, that, that sounds awesome. You know, I I definitely want to get involved and, and support you any way I can. She was like, well, there's a catch. It's nonprofit. So it means that, you know, my salary is going to be cut in half. Wow. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go, Lord. <laughs> because prior to that, you know, we, we had always tied to a church and, and, you know, all of that. And, but I was not always a cheerful giver. Um, and God had been working on me uh, with, re- with me releasing the grasp of finances. 
because that was the one thing that I was always, um, always had a stronghold on. So when she brought this up, I was like, I was like, okay, he, I know what he's doing. He's, he's, you know, he's going to get to me through her. And, and, uh, uh, I was like, okay, all right. Well, she accepted the position on a Friday. And, um, so that weekend I spent a lot of time in prayer, mm-hmm. a lot of time in prayer. I was like, God, I don't know how we're going to do this, but wow. you've got to come through. So that was a security for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so prayed all that weekend. Um, and then Monday morning I go into work and my boss comes in my office and he says, Hey, you know, you're doing such a wonderful job that we're going to promote you. We're going to give you a bonus car allowance. It was like double what we lost, um, uh, with, uh, you know, her starting with loving choices. So you didn't lose it. You sewed it. Oh, yep. yep. Looky there. Yep. And see, so you were already a, 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 an above average. You were already a superior employee <clears throat> so that when that door of opportunity of promotion came, it, it was you, you were already ready for it. God's not going to promote somebody who's just mediocre, just just doing, just showing up and just telling me what to do every day. No, but you found ways to excel. And so God put his blessing on that because promotion comes from God and you happen to be at the right place at the right time. And, and wow. What, uh, I'm going to go to Dana here for a minute. What, what do you feel is the biggest misconception about the pro-life movement? I think the hardest thing for me to watch, you talking about with the pro-life movement. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest thing for me to watch is the anger people have towards these girls. Mm -hmm. These girls do not come in cheerfully saying, oh, yes, I'm having an abortion. I'm excited. These girls are broken. These girls are in a very hard place, making a very hard decision. They're not dumb. They know exactly what they're doing. They know it's wrong. And I just wish that the pro-life movement would realize that they need love and forgiveness and to be enveloped in love and not condemnation and judgment because that's not what's going to help them. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so in what you do, um, you know, you get a lot of girls because of, you know, you guys go to strategic locations and, and you're available. Uh, and you have centers. Where are the centers? You have centers. I have one in Rogers and one in Fayetteville. Okay. And so, you know, so sometimes these girls are torn between this decision. Right. You know, you talked about, uh, there's some key things that you guys do that, uh, so explain this to me. What? What's the difference between what you guys do and what an abortion clinic does and what do you show and they don't show okay. or vice versa? The one thing we let them know is obviously we're nonprofit. I'm not trying to make money on them, which right. is the abortion clinics are wanting to make money on them. So that's kind of their draw. Our draw is finding out what is in this girl's life or void in this girl's life that's causing her to want to make this choice mm. that she's going to have to live with, whether it be financial, scared to tell her parents, uh, no support. We have to find out what is it that's causing her to lean towards this decision and then work with her to find solutions, real solutions to these decisions that are causing this. Gotcha. So when a girl comes in, what's the process? She 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 takes a pregnancy test mm-hmm. and then and then what? Walk, walk first thing that. we do, well, we actually kind of get to know them first mm-hmm. because no girl's going to just have a relationship with me 
when I just, if I go in there and I'm just like, okay, so let's do a pregnancy test. We don't start with that. I actually start with the girl comes in and we talk about something different. Even if she comes in crying, Mm. I may say, those shoes are cute. Where'd you get those? And she literally will start talking about her shoes Mm -hmm. or I'll talk about, so where are you from? And she'll say, Oh, I'm California on the beaches. I'm from the beach too. And I just find something in common that we have that we can talk about. And this girl starts feeling more comfortable. Even if she's crying, I'm like, let's don't talk about that right now. Let's talk about this. So I start with, where are you from? Tell me about your family. Tell me what you do. Just opening up the door to get to talking to her. And a lot of times I can find out the issue then. Um, So tell me about the father, the baby is, you know, is he excited? Are y'all together? How did you meet? Then once I kind of get a picture painted, we go do the pregnancy test. The only thing I ask her beforehand is you, there's three options when you get pregnant. You can either abort, adopt, or parent. Tell me where you're at. And I don't, we don't talk about it. Even if she says hundred percent abortion, we don't, okay, let's go take a test and see where we're at. Because then that gives me time to pray and process where she's at, what she's told me, um, where I can find a door into what the problem is. Then when she comes out, that's when we start the process of finding out, you know, yes, you're pregnant. Now let's talk about it. Okay. Now once she's so far along, what can what what, what tell me about the ultrasounds? Okay, if she is six and a half weeks, there is a beating heart, and seventy five percent of girls. Um, they say it's even up to 80 now. We'll change their mind if they see their own baby's heartbeat. Mm. So that's the reason we do an ultrasound. We don't do it until she's six and a half weeks so that she can see the heartbeat. But at six and a half weeks, she can see her own baby's heartbeat. And she sees the developing baby. I mean, she sees it's not just a clump of cells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just recently heard a heartbeat detected is a life protected. That's so true. And it was like, wow, that really, that really hit me. And then, and then so, so you have fundraisers for... For loving choices, because there's no fees. This is all free, right? To the girls who come in, even even all all the counseling, and then and then you just started a men's program. Yes. Yeah. First week of training for the men's program because men are part of the process, and mm-hmm. they've been told by the world that they're not important in this process. Women's body, women's rights, and they don't have a voice. And so many times a guy will walk, come in and whatever she wants, but you can tell. That's not his choice. So we've decided to give men a voice. Mm-hmm. And if the man is the one wanting abortion, let's talk to him and see why. And let's discuss it with him. I just saw on, on, on one of the 40 Days for Life um, text this yesterday, yesterday or today that in, 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 another, in another state, um, there was a couple. He came and dropped his girlfriend off. And he stayed on the, the sidewalk to talk to the, the, the prayer vigils. And while she was in there... They were, he was saying, he was saying, I don't want the abortion. I don't want her to get the abortion. And they said, well, text her and tell her to come out. So he texted her and just a few minutes later, she came out. She was smiling. She was like, I don't want to have this abortion. I want to have this baby. He, he picked up the signs and started joining the vigil with them. Uh And there's a picture of him just smiling from ear to ear. He's now going to parent. He's going to be a daddy and a whole three lives were were saved. I love and that. changed because someone was there on the sidewalk loving, right. not condemning, but just loving and talking. And it was beautiful. Yeah, I had a guy that came in that sat there with his arms crossed. She's 100% abortion minded. I'm aborting. And I'm like, God told me, ask him how he really feels. So I said, really, what do you feel? If she And he said, whatever she wants. I'm 100% behind her. I support her. I said, I'm not asking. I'm asking, what do you want? She's going to walk out of here, and she's going to abort your baby. How are you going to feel towards her? He sat there for a minute, and he goes, I'm never going to forgive her. Mm-hmm. Well, he had never said that to her, and she mm-hmm. looked at him like, what? 
So they got to talk and they decided to parent because mm. he finally voiced himself how he felt. Yeah. So we've had this amazing situations where people have decided they, they were pro-abortion or they were going to have an abortion and decided, wait a minute, no, I heard my heartbeat, no, my boyfriend, right. you know, this situation. And now they've gone the other direction. How many people go from not wanting to have an abortion to having an abortion? I had one girl one time, and she came in and she said, you're not going to believe this, but I am one of those that stood outside Planned Parenthood and held the sign that said it was wrong and not to do it. I'm in church. I know it's a sin. I should never do this. But she said, when I'm in this situation, I'm judged, and I see how these women feel. Mm. She ended up parenting, but we had to really work with her. But we have had some that have come in that have not chosen life. One girl had an, had an abortion. She came back two months later, and I, had, I happened to be the one meeting with her, and she came and she said, I'm going to tell you that I came back to you because you loved me even when I aborted. She said, I'm not aborting this one. I can never do that again, but thank you for loving me anyway. Mm. Wow. That's the message the church needs to hear that, you know, the sun comes up the next day. Life goes on. We love the people and we love those girls. We don't condemn anyone. We've all made, made, made choices. Right. We've all made, made, made wrong choices. And God doesn't see that any different than he sees Lying, stealing, right. cheating, gossiping, it's all wrong. And so we're the ones who who categorize sin and put put weight on sin. But no, God says don't. But so but he still forgives. And so we who are we not to? Right. You so know? what would you say to a lady that, you know, maybe she's uh, maybe she made that choice and maybe she did get an abortion, but now she's been living with the pain and struggling, you know, with trying to get over that so right. that she can get on with her life. Another arm of loving choices is the post-abortion counseling because these women hurt for years. I can't speak in a church that I don't have someone come up to me and tell me I had one 30 years ago. It's a secret that they keep. They don't want people to know, especially in the church, because it is the taboo sin. Right. So I, we have post-abortion counseling because these girls, these women need to be healed. And they go through a very extensive healing process to the point they will actually buy an item for their baby, whether it be a blanket or something tangible to hold. They will have a memorial service. They will name their baby. They will have um, an entire, I've gone to one. It was breathtaking. Yeah, I mean, wow. but they get healed. They write a letter to their child, tell them how sorry they are, and then a letter to God, and they get true healing. Mm. And then those women are instrumental in helping another girl not have one. Mm -hmm. because she's like, let me tell you what it did to me. Yeah. Well, I know we talked a little bit about the men, but I, I know I know a gentleman who um, their testimony is there's not a day goes by that he doesn't think about the abortions that he was a part of in the past. And, and, then, and then he refrained from having children because he was under such condemnation right, and shame as a man that he was like, I, I don't want to do this because in, in his mind was thinking something would happen, something bad would happen to the baby, you know, if, if, they if, think if, if, being if, punished, if, they'll be exactly. Punished. So, I mean, it's not just women. So I know there's men listening and women listening, of course, but there's healing for everyone. And so there's counseling, no matter how, how many years ago, no matter what age you are, if you've, if you have this still looming in your past and still creeping up, be healed of it. You yeah. can be healed. All things made new. And God gave me a word years, a couple months back. 
no scar tissue, meaning it's it's a hundred percent better, and and the, and the scar tissue doesn't build up to create other problems, right? You know, because that's what scar tissue does. Right. But when God heals, it's there's no scar right. tissue. So, Chris, what are some of the things that that you've helped Dana with when she's come home? I mean, this is real heavy. Well, I, one th- one thing, <laughs> you know? if I can jump in, though, I one thing I, I really want, I loved Chris's story, and their their love story together is just is just so precious, and I love it. But when you met Dana, she was a single mom of three children, and so when you married Dana, you didn't just marry Dana. So tell me about, tell us about, and like I said, you can tell in part, you don't have to tell everything if you don't want to, but I just, I love the story, how you became dad and husband and all of that. Well, I, I, you know, early on, I tried to involve the the children as much as possible. I mean, even to the point that they were involved with um, the proposal. So, uh, from the start, they were, um, you know, they felt like they were, I guess, on my side for, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. phrase, but, um, and how old were they when you met them? Well, when I met them, Mm -hmm. um, they were seven, nine and 13, 12, 12. somewhere Mm -hmm. around there. So, um, so what did they think of you coming in? I mean, at, at first it was a excitement because it was a long distance relationship, yes, right? Yes. So that, that at first it, you know the, it was excitement and enthusiasm. Um, you know, obviously after you know after we got married, you try to slide into that parenting role mm-hmm. um, as best you can. Uh, you know, given you know given the situation, but um, mm-hmm. uh, there were some challenges along the road. There's no doubt, mm-hmm. um, uh, but you know I would do it do it all over again. Mm. Absolutely. And now you're a granddaddy. I am. How many grandbabies? We have four grandchildren. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, you know, when I married Nicole, I married two toy poodles. So, <laughs> man, I, that was an adjustment. Not for me, for them. They had... And let me tell you, the first grandbaby, Serenity, she has got me wrapped around her finger. So. Yes, she did. Very cool. Yeah. And she just turned seven. Six. 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 That's right, six. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to meet her That's the other awesome. day. What yeah. a doll. What a doll. She's still a little bit like her grandmother. <laughs> so, That's a good thing. I like to think so. So back to my question. So Dana needs counseling, right? She comes home from fighting this amazing battle. I mean, there you, like I said before, you. I'm just there to listen. Do you fix it or do you no. feel it? No, you feel it. You feel it. You yeah. Feel it. You have. Yeah, you feel it. Wow. And it's like I said, it, it's 24/7. I mean, yeah. there are some nights that we're talking about, you know, state law, federal law, um, things that are getting passed, which that, changes every day. Right. Right. <clears throat> so, or you know, we're talking about her day, you know, the triumphs or or the sorrows and um it it is it is 24/7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Christians that are trying to figure out what they believe about um this issue, you know, um am I pro life am I pro choice in these situations and what would you say to a Christian that's, you know, that honestly, sincerely goes to church and they love God, but but they're struggling. But they think it's, it's, it's not in their role to tell anybody else what to do with their body. I tell when I've spoke to churches that don't feel like it's their role. That's because they haven't watched the pain of a person who's had an abortion, 
or seen the joy in someone who didn't want to, to parent to go to the hospital and see them with their baby and realize the joy they have. Mm-hmm. But when you know the outcome and how it's going to change a person's life, it's hard to not get involved in it. Right. So we don't even have to go to the political side. You don't have to go to the scientific side. If a baby's developed at 12 weeks, has everything. You just have to go to a year down the road, where is that girl's life going to be like, and should I help her to make the right choice for that reason? Yeah. And it's not a biblical, it's not a political issue. It's a biblical it is issue. It's such a biblical. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. And, and we, sadly, we've confused the two. Yes, we have. You know, but when you come back to the Bible, I mean, it's very clear that this is a, you know, a murder situation. And I'm thankful for the movie Unplanned. I'm thankful yes. for, you know, we got to go and see that with you. And man, uh, what a well done film that mm-hmm. really explained. Yeah. You know, sometimes you walk out of films, maybe sometimes even more confused than what, right. <laughs> what you were already. <laughs> but I mean, I walked out of there with no doubt. And I, I thought I had a pretty good grip and realized I, di- I didn't know the half of it. So aside so. from praying, because we should always be praying on, on a prayer vigil for for life, how yeah. can people get involved locally through, yeah. through Loving Choices? There are so many different ways they can volunteer. Some women can't come and volunteer four hours a week. We have some that actually bake meals so that the girls when they go to the hospital when they come home they have a meal that's Mm. ready for them some bring snacks because a lot of these women or they have other children so they bring cookies and things every week so there's other things you can do besides the normal of coming and volunteering we need volunteers to work the boutique volunteers to counsel the girls on the crisis side and volunteers to be mentors on the care side some have even called and said what can I do on a Saturday they will come and clean our center which is mm-hmm. amazing because we obviously don't have a cleaning crew that comes in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, so yeah, there's lots yeah. of different lots of different ways to right. get involved. Wow, well, we I, Nicole and, and I money just, they can give money. They can always give always money. Always give yeah. money. Lots of money. <laughs> lots of money. Lots of money. Do, do you have a website that somebody can go to and check it all out on the web? Yes, they can go to lovingchoices.org. There's also a supportlc.org that they can go to just if they are want to donate. Okay. Sounds good. Wow. Well, we are we are really honored that you came on and allowed I'm us to you badger you <laughs> with some questions. And no, I just feel like this is so important. And, and I, you know, it was my heart to want to just try and bring out some things in delight that, that people can make an educated decision we on. We want to use every available platform that God's given us right. yeah. to get the word out, the gospel out, because the gospel is simply the good news. Right. It is. And it, when Amen. you can save a life, when you can give somebody support and hope, that's good news. Good news to somebody who doesn't have something, and you give them something, that's good news. So we're, we're honored. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank and you. hey, we'll see you next time on The Conversation. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Conversation. For more episodes, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Conversation. Thanks again for listening.